Okay, Steve, let me ask you this. Ask me this. Okay, really, honestly, whenever this entire, you know, lockdown quarantine thing started and it was like events were getting canceled and we found out that all the big summer festivals right. and tours and all that jazz were cut down. Do you right. think the guys from Tool were just like, yes, you know, like on the down low? Do you think they were like really stoked about it? Yes, we don't have to tour. Awesome. <laughs> I bet. I imagine. I imagine Maynard was just sipping on some wine, uh, and he was like, "Oh, good. Don't have to do any I work." I think the guys from Slipknot too were like, "Gatherings under ten. We can barely even have band practice." <laughs> <laughs> At least they got masks. Yeah. Welcome, lockdown listeners, to a brand new installment of Dad and Lovely, your favorite horror movie podcast and all the known multiverse. Here with your best buds, why it's me, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. And Steve, I'm sure that you're just so excited to hear the news that just, uh, what, five days from now, our brave our brave governor has declared that Tennessee is going to start reopening. It's going to be safe again. You're going to go out. You're going to get yourself a haircut. You're going to get a pedicure. <laughs> you're going to go to the grocery store and just All shop and, until yep. you drop, aren't you? Yeah, I am now more frightened to go absolutely. to the grocery store. <laughs> yep. Yeah, ab- absolutely so. The moment he announced it, everybody was just like, oh, okay, well, there's no more pandemic, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, seriously, uh, the, the other day, the parking lot of a local Lowe's looked like it was Black Friday. Like, there was not a parking yeah. spot in the entire lot. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, it's... You know, uh, I don't want to get like just total Debbie Downer. I don't want this to turn into something that sounds like, you know, a George Carlin speech or something like that. But guys, just because we're starting to have these dates in the Southeast and other places in the country where we're like, hey, it's it's going to be okay now. It doesn't mean that it is. Today in Tennessee, we had our highest record number of new cases confirmed today. And they're saying in five days, eh, it should be fine. It's not going to be fine, guys. I realize that a lot of people out there obviously are going stir-crazy and stuff. I'm very fortunate in that my work has allowed me to stay extremely busy while staying under you know, yeah. quarantine and doing social distancing. I realize I'm very lucky, and that's not a common occurrence for most people. No, I know a lot of people are stir-crazy. I know a lot of people are excited about, cool, I won't be able, or, you know, cool, I'll be able to go out and make money and pay my bills, you know? I know that a lot of people are yeah. excited about that, and a lot of people have I, to do that. I know that. a lot of people are less excited about having to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not really a choice. Um, it is, It. I mean, unless you've already lost your job and can continue to draw unemployment, um, you're not going to be able to get unemployment if you don't want to go back to work. You're just going to have to quit your job. Like, it's not... It's not about wanting to get out and go places it's about not caring that other people don't have a choice yeah that's that's the worst part about it yeah it it kind of is and i realize like i said a lot of people are gonna have to get out there and get back to work and all that jazz i totally understand but i would like to encourage everybody to continue the amount of sanitation and social distancing and stuff you've been doing over the past couple Mm couple months for some of us now yeah Uh, we're going to continue recording the podcast remotely as we have been for the past what five or six weeks or something like that yeah yeah i mean like we're we're not breaking this because we we have the choice to not yeah like we we can stay home and work 
Uh, I mean, my wife does have to go to work at uh, the COVID floor at the hospital. Yeah. But uh, there, she's protected. Luckily, they have PPE, and, and they're in a pretty good position right now. So I, I do worry that they'll get overwhelmed by the number of cases coming up in the next couple weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so please don't put my wife's life at risk. That'd be great. Stay home. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. If you can, stay the fuck home. And if you have to go out, please continue the amount of uh, intelligent measures you've been taking so yeah. far to stay healthy and i yeah. i already know somebody is typing up a review on itunes being like this they got political again listen guys this isn't a political issue this There's is a nothing political about a virus yes this isn't <laughs> political it's a biological issue okay yeah so, <laughs> keep that in yeah. mind even if it was a guy with a blue tie even if it was fucking bernie sanders and steve Vai did a high five and said hey guys everybody's safe and healthy again you can go back out in five days i'd be like guys no i'm not gonna listen to you all <laughs> and as we all know steve Vai, your real stepdad yeah. bernie sanders your real step granddad exactly <laughs> just makes mm-hmm. sense <laughs> yes everybody please do stay happy and healthy and stay the fuck home whenever y'all can steve what have you been doing this week while you've been staying home man i've uh, just been uh Honestly, getting into a groove of staying home. Like, I'm finally starting to to feel better about it. Have you started uh, working on your original screenplay, How Steven Got His Groove Back? I, I have. Uh, problem is, I don't know that we're going to be able to shoot it this year. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. just next year, don't worry. It's going to be me, Angela Bassett. Uh, who else was in that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tay Diggs. Was Angela Bassett in that? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> but I mean, I want to hang out with Angela Bassett is what I'm saying. So yeah, she I seems cool as script. shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So I, I've just been like, I've, I've really gotten in the groove with the like home workout, uh, but also just been researching. Yeah. What you researching but, on? Uh, silent film, silent horror films. Why would you do that? Because I got a podcast coming out, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, May 4th. May 4th, the first episode of my new podcast, Legacy of Brutality, will be out. Um, it's, if you haven't heard about it yet, it is bi-weekly. So every other week, it'll be coming out, and it'll be coming out in seasons, uh, which gives me the time to do all the research necessary. Uh, this season, I believe... Six episodes is how I have it mapped out. Great. And then uh, I'll take a little hiatus and I'll come back with uh, a new theme. Lord have mercy. And I got this scorching hot music oh, from Ben mm, Eller. Mm, 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 I've heard of I've heard of that guy. I know that feller. Yeah. Um. So you know what? I'm gonna debut it at the end of this episode. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Give Let you get to a listen to the the music. Yeah. Whoa, it's, whoa, it's listen to my music. Pretty fucking dope. Awesome. Ben, what were you going for with that? You know what? Honestly, I was kind of thinking of what would it sound like if Goblin did a John Carpenter style piece of music. I was really trying to kind of bridge the gap between those two. You texted me that, and this was uh, uh, after the Friday night streaming chat of uh, about a month ago. Uh, and Emily and I were sitting here, and we'd been drinking. And you texted that that was what you were going for, and I played it, and we both were like, holy shit, that's what that is. <laughs> like, you nailed it. Well, Absolutely. thanks so much, man. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you so, think so. Uh, stick around at the end for 
this awesome theme song from my new podcast. And and check it out on May 4th. Woo! Hey, speaking of the streaming chat, did you guys do a little streaming and chatting this week? Yeah, uh, uh, The Last Drive-In came back this week with Joe Bob Briggs awesome. and Darcy the Male Girl. Yeah, it. Uh, the first up uh, movie they did was Chopping Mall. Yes, one that I've wanted to do on <laughs> the show forever. We'll, we'll do it on the show. <laughs> I I mean, I I feel like they either they had done Chopping Mall or we watched Chopping Mall on the streaming chat because it was like, I know I've seen it, but it seemed like I had seen it very recently. <laughs> Dude, it's just so insane. good you never forget it. That's the thing about it. That's true, I guess. <laughs> the movie is absolutely insane. It makes very little sense. I but love the thing it. is, uh, it it went with a theme this week that I've been having, apparently, because I, I watched Chopping Mall, and then the next day I started watching American Horror Story 1984, which has a lot of aerobics in it. Uh, so <laughs> It's a very aerobic theme so, kind of week, huh? aerobic week for me yeah so i'm thinking i'm gonna look up some 80s aerobics videos and get uh, 80s jack dude while you're at it i'm gonna recommend that you go ahead and keep this going and watch death spa have you ever seen death spa yes i've seen death oh, spa. god <laughs> you want to talk about a movie that's a piece of shit that's that doesn't terrible. make any sense i oh, it makes no it. sense i want to get just like fucking shit house drunk and do that on the show sometime <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be uh, like the wraith again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Wraith again. Only Death Ball is nowhere Wraith, near as good as the Wraith. Somebody did message us something about the Wraith the other day, uh, and I had to just be like, yeah, we were really drunk during that episode, so don't remember it. Positively Sorry. schmammered. <laughs> yep. So you watched the, uh, the 1984 thing and a little bit of Chopping Mall with the gang, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I don't remember what the second movie was. I, um... I got a little bit hammered. Oh, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. Yeah, so I I was I was pretty drunk and then I was like I should um I should get off of the the internet because that's I think everyone should do that when you get to a certain level of drunk. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. Stay away. Stay away from it. Yeah. <laughs> what was your uh, quarantine cocktail of choice this week, man? Oh, uh, just uh, tequila, soda, lime. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, a fan big, of that, big man. Big fan. So that's what I was sipping on. I know you dropped in. Yeah, I did. We were watching ourselves a little movie of our own and getting ready to watch Ma and stuff. So we were having some dinner and watching uh, Long Shot. Have you seen Long Shot? I have not seen Long Shot. It's, it's pretty oh, good. Oh, that's the uh, Seth Rogen? Yeah. Is, it, is that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen it. So, you know, it's that movie with Seth Rogen where it's like really funny and he's kind of a bumbling slob and he hooks up with a oh, really really attractive right. blonde lady uh-huh and <laughs> it gets kind of it gets kind of serious later on and it's about 2 hours long you know that one that right, one time right. that that happened these are Either Charlize Theron is is like way into funny dudes, or funny dudes are way into Charlize it Theron. Could be both because <laughs> she plays that role yeah. a lot. <laughs> I think it's because she is funny. Like she can step into the role yeah. and be funny. Uh, like in Arrested Development, like she's goddamn oh, hilarious yeah? in Arrested Development. Yeah, oh, no, you huh? haven't seen it. Uh, she's she played um the mentally handicapped chick that ran We Britain. Oh my gosh, she's so oh, good, man. dude! I really need to watch. Oh that. my god, you have the to list watch of like yeah, comedy series that I need to watch is like a fucking mile long at this point. I'm like, where do I even get yeah. started, man? Because then also, we uh, we started another new comedy series the other day, man. Uh, Kate started watching it before me. What was it? And I dropped in while she was watching an episode, and I was like, 
this seemed really funny. And she's like, yeah, we can start it over if you want to. Started watching Sex Education on Netflix. Dude. Okay. You will love this show. It is fucking hilarious. It's British. Okay. It's very British. Oh, uh, all right. All right. So it's just full yeah, on Brit. Yeah. It's not British. It's yeah. just full on Brit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's got that going for it. It's got the good, like, dry British humor and stuff. It's quite bawdy. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, a, Ooh, like a like big bod. mouth a little bit in that it's about budding teenage oh, okay. sexuality. It's also right, right. got an older and even more attractive than ever Jillian Anderson in it. Oh, man. Okay. I'm sold. Yeah. Love Jillian Anderson. And she's in awesome everything. in this. And uh, yeah, dude. I don't know how she does get more and more attractive. I don't know what what's going that? on. Because honestly, like, I was never really that into her in the X-Files days. Oh, I mean, I, I, I know totally I'm in the minority there. Trust, but <laughs> yeah. Maybe just like the, the big old shoulder <laughs> yeah. pad suits and stuff like that. Maybe that was kind of what turned me away. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Her wardrobe was terrible. <laughs> but, you know. Dude, can I tell you about the absolute fucking scariest thing that I saw this week? So Tell the me. other day, okay, and I've been talking about doing this for a while, especially while we were kind of stuck in and just, you know, just staying in somewhat altered states pretty constantly in the evening since we're at home. <laughs> We've been talking <laughs> right. for a while about, you know what, this might be the right time to watch the hellscape nightmare that is known as Cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, you, you mentioned this the other day. So. Steve, I can't, I can't even fucking tell you how... <laughs> bananas yeah cats is i believe it is it. off the wall in fucking sane it was insane from the beginning like the concept of it when andrew lloyd weber was like i'm gonna turn t.s Eliot's book about cats into a musical it was insane yeah. already yeah and, now and it's more i only insane. like <laughs> i only learned of what the story was you know like a year ago whenever the movie came out i was like what is the story of cats actually and you read it and you're like, wait, that's the story? Yeah. It's all about some cats having a competition to see who can be reborn into a new life yeah. or what the fuck ever and ride away in a hot air balloon or something? To space. Dude. And the thing is, too, is the movie is seriously nothing but character introductions. All that it is that's is a cat musical, gets dropped off. Yeah. Like, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it must be. In I'm, case it, though, in this the is musical, my name. there's this even is, more cats. There, yeah, there are a ton. It's just like they they come on, they say their name, they say what type of cat they are, they do a dance that sort of shows they're that type of cat, and then off they trot. <laughs> that is cats in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Only it's also, like I said, a nightmarish hell, hellscape that I don't think that like Clive Barker could even imagine yeah. how <laughs> <Okay>. bizarre, <laughs> how off the wall some of this shit gets, man. I heard that they originally had buttholes. I heard that there was an entire cut of it where they had buttholes. The butthole cut. The butthole cut, it's known as. <laughs> and yeah, they had a team of digital artists go back through and take the buttholes out, I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine that's your job Getting for called weeks. In You're just going to take the there buttholes and, out. Yeah, just scrubbing <laughs> Taylor Swift's butthole off of her cat costume. Dude, the level of insanity, I can't even tell you. So like, okay, Rebel Wilson is this house cat. And she's singing her song about how she like teaches these cockroaches to do dance routines and stuff mm -hmm. under the sink. Obviously. The cockroaches like have people faces too. Oh no. And they're doing this like dance line number and stuff, and then she like starts eating them. Oh. Why? <laughs> and then 
So okay, that sounds like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Like, it sounds exactly yeah. like a fucking Freddy kill. Absolutely so. And then at one point she unzips her cat suit. Like she unzips her hair suit off. Oh, and underneath is wearing more cat hair and also <laughs> like a sequined vest and stuff. What? Like she doesn't put clothes on. <laughs> she takes her skin off and she's wearing clothes underneath. <laughs> Who fucking made this up? <laughs> Genius. I seriously what? think that the entire movie exists as a litmus test to find out who's insane and who isn't. Yeah. Because if I ever meet anyone... <laughs> who loves that movie. I think for, yeah, exactly. Like, that's going to be my test for every new person that I meet. It's going to be like, oh, hey, you know, where are you from? How are you doing? Cats. Blah, blah, blah. Did you see Cats? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I'll be like, good day to you. Good and I'll day never to talk you. to them again, ever. <laughs> I don't know how anyone in their right mind could get enjoyment out of this. I don't also, either. too, dude, like it gets racist as fuck oh, at times. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, there are That's two black cats that break dance that wear gold chains and high tops. Oh, oh well, <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, huh. just wow. <laughs> That's kind of all you can say about that. <laughs> My commentary on that is, wow. wow. <laughs> Okay. That's some Michael Bay sound and shit right there. Yeah, no shit, man. (laughs) And seriously, like, it might as well just be marketed as an animated movie. It is 99.9% just CG. And a lot of it's fucking horrible Probably would have saved some money by just animating it. Yeah, putting people in costumes and stuff or doing it live, you know? I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. There's so many parts where, like, stuff in the background isn't even really rendered out fully, so it looks, like, really flat and shitty, like a PS2 game. Yeah, that's great. It's just... It's what you like to hear about a major I, I Hollywood production. Starring yeah. gigantic names. The cast is colossal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. That fucking Gandalf Dame Judy Dench is in there. Jane, yeah, yeah they, Jame Dude, Jame Duty, she's called. Jame Duty, <laughs> Jame Duty. <laughs> so Jame Duty's in there, dressed as a fucking cat. That's crazy. And she wears a fur coat for some reason, which is cat fur. So I only assume huh. that means she murdered someone she and murdered made like a another cat. Ed Gein jacket out of them, I guess. <laughs> Dude, it's it just goes to such levels of insanity that I'm like, who the fuck does this make sense to? And how was this made by the same guy that did Les Mis? Like, Les Mis turned out amazing. And it's kind of did like it? this masterpiece of musical cinema. It's really good. Oh, my, my wife hates this. it. And I haven't seen it. Oh, really? It. Yeah, she hates it. I mean, I don't really like musicals, period, yeah. honestly. But I don't I love talk it singing. Really good. Like, yeah. just talk, <laughs> you know? Tell, tell me about it. You don't have to yeah. sing at me about it. But, yeah, I, I've never been interested in Les Mis. I, I've read portions of the, the novel, the original novel, uh, and, like, it, everything at its core should be interesting to me, but the idea of the talk singing just drives me away. <laughs> Can't do it. I, I, I'm going to recommend that everybody just get as fucked up as you can humanly stand and watch cats. It's such a surreal experience, dude, that even it was about halfway through the next day. Like we hadn't talked about it the night that we watched it. We hadn't talked about it the next morning. It was You're about halfway through shock. the next day. Yeah, we were walking the dog and like I think I turned to Kate and I was like, Remember when we watched cats? Was that last night? Dude, it is bonkers. I love those experiences, honestly. 
That, yeah, that, like, did that happen or did, did my mind happen? imagine that? It is, it, it's something. Like, I knew that it was going to be nuts and my expectations were were far exceeded <laughs> by how fucking crazy the movie was. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think that seriously, like, I think Dario Gento would watch it and be like, that's a little weird. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is very strange. Yeah, only a psychopath would think uh, that was normal. You put the pineapple in, in on a dish of pizza. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh. <laughs> Man, a lot. Well, would you recommend that I watch that American Horror Story 1984? Yes, absolutely. I had a blast it with it. Yeah, it, 1984 is it, it's full of all the slasher tropes. Uh, so many nods to so many um, 80s horror movies and 70s horror movies. I like that. Definite like vibes of definitely friday the 13th because it's set in a summer camp but also like uh you get like the halloween vibes uh you you really get like some of the twists and turns that you saw in a lot of the early slashers it's it's a damn good time and the thing that's interesting about it is because it's still very american horror story so it's like campy and fun and has like a real deep backstory and lore but it also, uh, this is the one season of American Horror Story I've watched and never got depressed while watching it. Like, Oh, it didn't get like too real, like the fucking cult oh, series it, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It gets real. It gets real, real. Actually, like some of the stuff really bothered me. There's a particular scene where a guy gets put in an oven uh, that was very hard to watch. But it... It's almost like it makes the the campy. It, it takes some of those campy things that happen in those slashers and makes them more real. So like, okay. it has like so much of that, but it also makes you connect way more with the characters, and you actually do like the deaths matter instead of it being like, oh, cool, that chick who took her top off got killed for some reason. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 So it's really good, and it also explores like you know the first season of American Horror Story is the, a bunch of ghosts. Uh, if you haven't seen it, there are ghosts in it. Um, this explores that more and goes more into like their day-to-day -day lives as ghosts, which I found so fun. Like That's a really that's cool, cool idea and fun thing to, to watch. Right on, man. Well, I've just scoped that out. We did also watch another thing this week that was pretty fun that I hadn't seen in like a long time. It was a day where we were both kind of doing stuff around the apartment and all that jazz. And it was like, let's just put something on that we've seen before, but maybe not seen in a while, you know? Yeah. So we went on the old Disney Plus and put on Atlantis. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that in a long it's time. Fun. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I remember liking it. Yeah, the animation and stuff in it is really cool. Yeah. Pretty enjoyable uh, voice casting and stuff like that. Uh -huh. The mole guy is really annoying. I remember that from before, and right. it's still true. Okay. But a good watch overall. Fun time. Yeah, sweet. Have to check that out again sometime. Man, I'm so behind on Disney films, and I have Disney Plus, and I, okay. ne I just never sit down and think, why don't I watch, you know, uh, The Good Dinosaur? Was, was that one? <laughs> I never watched that one. And uh, Big Hero 6, I haven't seen that. Uh, okay. I haven't seen Monsters University. I'm just uh, saying, man. I think I watched that, and it was also just kind of okay. Yeah. What about Finding Dory? Never saw that one, actually, I and I don't know why, because I like Finding Nemo a lot. Yeah, me too. Hmm. So I, The thing is, though, is like whenever you're sitting down to watch a Pixar movie, 
you know you're also that, sitting down to get like kicked in the crotch at yeah, some point yeah right? yeah i knew where you were going there that is absolutely <laughs> true yep you you are volunteering to feel like every feeling <laughs> yeah pretty much man. yeah well, I hope that everybody out there has been staying cool in TV land and watching some good stuff. Everybody, uh, be sure to chime in on the Facebook group, the uh, the Facebook page you guys can find, and join up on the group and chit-chat with all us cool kids. Yeah, facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely. That's the one. I want to hear about what you guys have been watching and using to stay sane in these trying times that we're under right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Get us some recommendations, too. I, I like... I always... Uh, at least add a movie to my list when someone recommends it on the Facebook group. If I don't watch it immediately, it's it's going to get watched. So give us more recommendations. Yeah, definitely so, man. Steve, let me ask you a question. Ask away. How's your whistle doing right now? Is your whistle, is it is it oh, moistened? My, my or whistle is, it, is so dry. Oh, it's dry? Oh, it's dry. Dude, it's full of sand. too, yeah. I think there's tumbleweeds in there. <laughs> it's a dust bowl in my palate. <laughs> I think we should probably do something about that and get a pull. I can see some people from Oklahoma heading to California. What? <laughs> In my mouth. <laughs> what do we got to pull on this week, Steve? We got ourselves something tasty serving up here. We got us a Wago Nuevo Hazy IPA. Oh, it's the new juice, huh? Yeah, it's that new juice. <laughs> and the can looks cool. It does. I like the design. Got a here. man doing a yeah. graffiti. This is from Discretion Brewing out in yeah. California. Got ourselves it's a 5.6er uh, here. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a, it's a pretty light one, 5.6 for an IPA. Mm-hmm. I always forget, like now, because I think back to when I was a teenager, which this is relevant to the movie we're uh, going to be talking about. Uh, drinking back in the day when I was a teenager, we would try to find the highest alcohol beers we could get. Yeah. So we would drink like natural ice a lot because it was 5.5%. Look out. That was so high. Yeah, that was like the and grocery store limit. And now when I think limit. about that, it's like... Yeah, now when I think back, it's like, well, that's like a it's like a daytime IPA, right? <laughs> yeah, that's just a normal <laughs> beer, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't you mean it? It's kind of funny how quickly those standards change where I'm just like, if it's less than 5%, it's like, well, it's like drinking water. Yeah. yeah and do I want the calories? Yeah, is like, it even <laughs> worth it at that point? Well, this promises here, it says on the can, this new school hazy IPA is loaded with aromas of tropical fruits. Hops, hops, and more hops were added to this beer throughout the production process to create a distinctly succulent IPA with notes of pineapple and guava. You wouldn't be blamed yeah. if you thought this was some sort of, quote, new juice rather than our yeah, latest no, I'm IPA. A, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and admit that I poured the beer before we even started. So I've been just been staring at it and smelling it, and it smells awesome. What's that smell like? <laughs> it smells like tropics like it smells like you just ate a a bowl full of delicious tropical fruit oh my i could use a little journey to the tropics right now because it's like unusually cold and fucking nasty yeah it is what the hell uh but yeah it's like this hazy orange it looks juicy oh it smells great yeah Mm -mm. get you pull that thing see what that does yeah i'm gonna get me a little bit pull this just tugging on just give it a rum tub tugger on that thing Mm. (laughs) Let's see what it does. What do you think? It's got like a, it's got like a light sort of like citrusy bitterness. Ooh, it does. Yeah, it's got like it's sweet, but it's not like too sweet. You can actually really taste the guava in there. Yes, you can. Damn, it is. It's very tropical. Yeah, that's good as hell. I'm very, very, very okay with that. That's one of those ones I would 
stock up on if I had it in my availability nearby. It's a good summer beer right that's there. That's really for good, sure. man. Dude, I'll tell yeah. you what, too. That's not the only hoppy substance I've become absolutely reliant on in these tough times. Did I tell you about my new addiction <laughs> to that hop tea? Yeah, I saw that. I thought you were going to talk about another hoppy substance, but all right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk about that on the show. I think I just posted it on, on Instagram the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I would love to try that. I, I looked it up, and apparently they have it at Whole Foods. Oh. So oh, man. might go check that out. It's, so it's by this company called Hoplark, and it is a carbonated brewed black tea that they infuse with a fuck ton of hops. And okay. it's zero calories. There's no sugar or any kind of sweetener in it. There is no alcohol in it. So it's just a delicious, uh-huh. refreshing, super effervescent and bubbly black tea with a ton of hops. Like if Lagunitas made tea, that's what it would taste like. It really has oh, like a Lagunitas kind of great. flavor profile. And it's also got like 70 okay. milligrams of caffeine in it too. Dude, I'm But you sold. know, if you want a, a second review on this, if you can believe this, my wife who hates carbonated beverages black tea and skunky nasty ipas really hates it (laughs) if you can believe that second opinion i can believe that yeah it's strange that all those things that she hates come together to create something she also hates yeah exactly turns out three wrongs still make a wrong See, that's the problem, because two wrongs would have canceled out. That's true. This is the third wrong that was the problem. It flip-flopped it back over, didn't it? Right, yeah. <laughs> now, Steve, the subject of our show uh, this week is a, is a booze-tacular movie. Kind of relevant here. We've been talking about boozing so much, because booze is a big part of this year's movie. We're talking about... Ma! 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 From 2019, right? This came out last year? Yeah. Which, of course, is a movie about an Octavia Spencer who seduces a bunch of kids into hanging out in her basement with the promise of delicious, inebriating alcohol. So, Steve, <laughs> <laughs> I say before we get into the movie review, Papa, how about we just uh, let's take a little journey of alcoholic self-discovery right here. Why don't we step on into the preview palace? Welcome to the preview palace. That's kind of different right there. And let's ask the witches and wizards at BuzzFeed a little question. I want to find out which college-friendly booze we are. Yeah, it's strange that you can't find a BuzzFeed quiz about which high school-friendly booze you are. (laughs) I can't imagine why they wouldn't make one of those. But we did find this one, so let's find out, What elementary school alcohol are you? (laughs) Yeah, Mad Dog 2020. (laughs) This is from... Andy Golder, who is a BuzzFeed wizard. And Steve, he wants to first know, what is our current age? Man alive, I really hate it that we're getting closer and closer to that bottom tier where it's just like 50 plus. Like, after this age, <laughs> you don't matter anymore. Like, yeah. dude, we're only you, two away from you're that. You're old. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It should just go from like 30 to 39, which is our category, and then just yeah. say old. <laughs> just fucking old. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah 30 right, to 39. Yeah. That's both of us. Uh, pick a drinking game here. We got we got a beer pong, we got a flip cup, we got a quarters, kings. I don't know that game. Uh, never have I ever or drunk Jenga. Okay, I'll confess, Steve. I'm not really much of a drinking game kind of person, and I've never understood the drinking game because <laughs> the punishment is you get to drink your drink, and I'm like, 
That should be what you get if you win, well, right? Uh, you got to remember that booze used to be terrible back in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> it's just but like, you still had to do it. So yeah. You still had to. I mean, how are you going to get drunk? So, yeah, you had to have games. I guess so. I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> I, I do like a lot of these games, though. I, I'm the same as you. I'm not a, a big drinking game guy, but uh, beer pong's really fun. Flip cup's really fun. Uh, See, those I, are I, the ones that I've played. I've played beer pong and I've played flip yeah. cup. I've I've actually not played any of these other ones. Okay, I've played Never Have I Ever and uh, Drunk Jenga. Um, I, I nice. think Drunk Jenga ju- is just a stand-in for Drunk any board game, right? Like I've played. I think so. Drunk and that's, board that's game. That's the one that I'm gonna go with because Drunk Jenga means you already got to drink your drink, and the yeah. other games mean you have to lose to get to drink your drink. That's not right. fun. Um, I, I'm gonna pick never, never Have I Ever because it's the only game that is basically just talking, which is all I really like to do <laughs> when I drink. Like I, I don't like loud music. I mean, I'm fine with music happening. Uh, it's not really necessarily about sitting and watching a movie when you're drunk because you just can't pay attention. I just like sitting yeah. and talking, and that that's yeah. that's fun. That sounds pretty good to me, man. All right, next up we got pick some late night fast food. Now I assume this means like. Yeah, what, where, where do you go to whenever it's super late and mm-hmm. you're drunk as fuck and you just need some grease and carbs just to kind of oh, yeah. soak everything up right here? We've yeah. got a McDonald, the Taco uh-huh. Bell, okay. a Wendy, Jack in a Box, a Popeye, and an Arby's. Why the Ooh. fuck? Arby's? Like, yeah, Arby's is a weird what? one to throw in there for sure because they don't stay you, open late. Have you ever driven by an Arby's and ever said to yourself, man, that Arby's is packed as fuck? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody on that Jamocha shake run. Damn. That Arby's, Arby's has some good cool. shit, though. Those, like, potato cake things are really good. Um, oh, not that bad. I think yeah. of these choices, man, I, I don't know. Where do you go to? Well, I mean, the obvious choice is Taco Bell because that was the high school drunk food uh, because it was the only thing in Jefferson County that was open <laughs> when you were yeah, drunk. Yeah, they'd be open It was that or, stuff, or right? Pops. Uh, I don't know if you ever went to Pops. It was a That's diner. That's like that pool hall and shit, yeah, right? Yeah, that stayed open 24-7. That place was awesome. I mean, definitely like full-on grease pit, but the they had these uh, fried cheese balls that were basically just uh, breaded pieces of like cubes of cheddar. <laughs> okay. And they were so fucking good. Oh my god, <laughs> that probably that do place. the job just fine. And you could you, you could do a drive through. So we do we do drive through there and order like so like an ungodly amount of pops burgers and shit and just get holy cow. So like terrible diarrhea the next day, but so worth it. <laughs> um, but yeah, ta- Taco Bell would be for me because like Popeyes is the best restaurant on that list and the place I would want to go. But Taco Bell is the place I want when I'm drinking. Yeah, and it's cheap as fuck, too, because obviously oh, at that gosh. point, you're not eating for enjoyment. Yeah. You're eating yeah. just to, like, have something to soak up booze in your stomach, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, you get a, a a cheesy gordita crunch. Replace that inner shell with the Dur- Locos Doritos taco Look shell. out. Uh-oh. Dude, I am telling you. hacking the mainframe, dude. Hell, yeah. That's, I mean, now, <laughs> if I do go to Taco Bell, all I can get is the Power Bowl with no rice, but, like... Um, back in the day, it, it, it was always cheesy gordita crunch, two soft tacos and an order of Fiesta potatoes. And then I would Damn. split the Fiesta potatoes and put half in one taco and half in the other taco. 
This sounds like so you put awesome. a lot of practice into this, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Ain't no amateur hour in here. <laughs> nope. I th- we talked about Taco Bell orders on Friday night on the streaming chat. Like our, nice. Maybe it was last Friday, but I remember we had a long conversation. Everybody was throwing out their Taco Bell order. It seems to be a thing. Once you're an adult, you kind of have a Taco Bell order. That just seems yeah, to yeah. be it. Yeah. You've got it down. Uh-huh. For, for my own choice there, I have soaked up many, many a late night after a show Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, fuck, I've done that yes. more times that, than I yeah. care to admit. It's a yeah, good definitely, sandwich, man. It's it's awesome. Like it's the best thing at Wendy's. Uh, that or a frosty. Like you get a frosty and a spicy chicken sandwich. You you've nailed your order. Uh, You're king for a day. Yeah, Popeyes is the best restaurant on here though. Like you could go to Popeyes, get a two piece, dark, spicy, with uh, I don't know, maybe some fries. I love their fries. Hell True yeah. Sorry, I've never been to Popeyes. Never been to one. You gotta go. It's, I mean, it's fast food, but it's, I mean, when you're looking for fried chicken, why would you go to a sit down place? Right. Yeah. Like, go to a fast food place. They've probably nailed fried chicken. <laughs> All right, Steve, what do we got next on the list? Pick a college themed movie. We got Animal House, Pitch Perfect, Old School, Legally Blonde, Neighbors, Monsters University. Hey. Hey, we just mentioned that one. Uh, you know what? I will say from this list, this was this one you might not expect. Legally Blonde is actually pretty fun. It's actually Dude, a pretty good movie. I mean, I had it, I had it down to old school or Legally Blonde. Like I, I'm with you. I think Legally Blonde's fun. I think Reese Witherspoon's great in it. It's a really fun movie. Uh, why yeah, not choose? I'm it? with you. Pitch Perfect is also fun. Uh, Pitch Perfect is okay. Yeah, Animal it's House. Not as fun I didn't as, really. No, I don't like Animal House. Honestly, it's just not yeah. my thing. I understand how like important that movie was back yes, then. Very it was important. almost like a, a Judd Apatow movie right. got made back then, you know? Yeah. It was a it was a big it, big difference in, in the way comedy was being presented, for sure. And it, it was worth it. Yeah. I'm but, gonna go with old school for my choice because it has a scene that has Master of Puppets in it. Yeah, old school's awesome for sure. Uh <laughs> I haven't seen neighbors, but I I'd like Zach Efron and uh, Seth Rogen, but I, I'll go with Legally Blonde. For All right. Sure. <laughs> I right, see. What's the worst thing about college? Is it the 8 a.m. classes? Finals well, that's a week. Choice. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you do kind of make your own schedule there. Yeah. Um, student loans, roommates, Ooh. living on nothing but ramen noodles, or literally nothing. College is great. Honestly, it's the student loans, but really, literally nothing. College is great. Like, I never had, I had a it. good time in college. Yeah, because like I think a lot of people don't realize you can make your own schedule, and that you don't have to have a high school schedule. Like all of my classes by my senior year and then in uh, grad school were all in the afternoon. Just mm. why would you go to early morning classes? What are those? Well, for? Steve, because some of us had to fucking work while we were in college. Ugh. Fucking oh. trust fund child Steve over <laughs> here. Old trust with fund your Steve. silver spoon. <laughs> I gotta start calling you silver, silver spoon, spoon Steve. Steve. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Damn, dude. Uh, yep. Maybe that's what you can do on Legacy Brutality. On on that show, yeah. you can be silver spoon Steve. That's me. Yeah, over there. I'm gonna just like I'm gonna talk like I'm Irwin R. Shyster. Just talk, <laughs> oh, or like, nice. uh, or the million dollar man. Just talk down yeah. to everybody. Everybody has a price. But the worst <laughs> thing about college definitely is student loans. I'm will still be dealing with those the day I die. So, <laughs> Yay! Uh, for me, it was, it was the 8 a.m. classes because I did actually have to schedule some classes early because of my yeah, job and stuff sucks. like that. Yeah. And, or just because every now and then there'd be like 
a class I needed for my major. Yeah. And it was only offered at that one spot. So it was like, well, fuck. I hate I had to. Early. I fucking I had hate it. To, yeah, I, I do too. I had to teach an 8 a.m. class and t- be a TA in an 8 a.m. class. And then I, I, the next semester I had a 9 a.m. class. And I would just beg them. I'd be like, look, I, I know nobody wants the later classes. Why are you giving me the classes that all the other teachers want? I hate these times. Yeah. <sighs> Let a anyway. man sleep. All right, Steve, we've got our results, man. Yes, what do we you? do? I got Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> you're the modern hip choice, huh? I, I, you're a little bit spicy, but people are drawn to you. I am spicy. That's what yeah, people you're say about caliente, me. Caliente, a little picante uh-huh. over there. You know how to start a party, but everybody needs to watch out because you're tough to keep up with. Oh, I mean, back in the day, yeah, B in the D when I was 290, yes, it would be hard to keep up with me <laughs> drinking. Now, not at all. Oh, I yeah? Lightweight, yeah. And similar to Fireball, you are full of ingredients that are also in antifreeze. <laughs> right? Is that on the list? Yeah, probably. <laughs> now, Steve, I got our college classic party smasher of choice. I, of course, am Jägermeister. Oh, You man. don't always get along with everyone, but the people who love you really love you. You consider yourself to be an acquired taste. True story. I don't mind Jaeger. It's not my fave, but I do not have the experiences a lot of people have with it because Same. when I was yep. in college, I was Mormon, so I wasn't drinking. Uh, we didn't drink much Jaeger when I was in high school, so I I don't really like it much, but uh, I don't hate it. Yeah, I understand that. A lot of people like in our age group just absolutely can't even be in the same room as a bottle of Jaeger yeah, because they, they had some like yeah. <laughs> nightmarish experience with it yes. in college. Uh, my friend Mitch is the same way. Mitch still can't even like smell Jaegermeister oh, without man. like dry heaving. There was a day that we were at the beach. We'd rented this beach house with like 20 of our friends. And uh, it was a day where it was raining and Mitch was just like, you know, we can't go to the beach. I've got this fifth of Jaegermeister. I'm oh. just going to drink it. Oh no. He pounded the whole thing in probably 10 minutes. Oh, no. Yeah. And then also, like, drank some of somebody else's, and I think he had a beer and a little rum or something like that. It was, like, a two- or three-day-long, like, recovery period, which I know as we're getting closer to 40, that's not that crazy, considering I think we've all had, like, a two-day hangover at this point. Yeah, it's the worst. But you got to think, like, we're talking about somebody who is maybe 21 at that time being under the table... Just in agonizing pain for like three days. <laughs> that's that's bad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> do you so have I any understand. alcohols like? Yeah. Do you have any alcohols like that that like you can't even uh, look at anymore because you've had such a bad time with? Uh, well, it used to be that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Crown Royal was Ugh. one. Well, I mean, this that... is gross anyway. It is gross. It it's not good. Um, so the experience with that was I may have told this before. My brother. Uh, came to pick me up. This was December 23rd. Uh, wow. I think when I was a freshman, so whatever year Best that was. Us. Yeah, so December 23rd, my brother just swings by uh, my mom's uh, place and picks me up and he's like, we're going to go get drunk. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, you know, I think it's maybe 14, 15 at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, cool. Going to get drunk. I, this is an occurrence that happened with my brother pretty regularly when I was a teenager. Um, uh, so he drives up to the package store up in, in Morristown. You know it well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he drives us up there, and 
He's like, come on in with me. And I'm like, really? <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, by the way, I, I should point out, my brother also is not 21 at this point. Oh, Jesus. He's, <laughs> so, but he's bold. He's, he's bold. bold as fuck. He brings in his 14-year-old brother. Uh, he grabs a bottle of Crown Royal, and the guy's like, you like that Crown Royal? You'll probably like this other thing. And it was another Canadian whiskey called Tangle Ridge. And oh. uh, my brother was like, all right, we'll buy that too. <laughs> the guy so, behind the counter was like, "You seem like an experienced drinker with a, with a uh, expanded palate." <laughs> yep, you'll probably enjoy this. Uh, he was right. Tangle Ridge it was way better than Crown Royal. Uh, anyway, so we're drinking, uh, and we go to some dude's house. I have no idea who this person was because by the time we got there, I was drunk. Oh no! And. I remember we finished the bottle of Crown Royal and I looked on the TV and uh, Monday Night Football was starting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was early. Oh, so no. <laughs> we opened up this other bottle, drank all of that, and also were drinking beers. My And my brother, being uh, as responsible as a 18, 19-year-old was, uh, drove us home. Uh, we got stuck in a ditch. Oh, no. <laughs> I got out and was pushing us out of the ditch, got covered in mud. Uh, Drunk we, as fuck. Yeah, we got home. My brother, I get out, and my brother does donuts in the yard while honking the horn. <laughs> Pro move. And my stepdad comes out on the porch, and he's like, you been drinking? And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, and then I, I really don't know, like, all of this was story told to me, but, because <laughs> I don't <laughs> Second remember. Secondhand information. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the next day, my mom was just like, well, I hope you had fun. Your brother tore up my yard. <laughs> oh, shit. That's awesome. <laughs> making memories, dude. Just making memories. So, yeah, that was very dangerous, but it was, uh, quite a blast. And, but <laughs> I, yeah, after that, I couldn't drink Crown Royal. I just could not. It, it was just such a terrible hangover. Ugh. It's also yeah. just bad. Like, it's really it not good It does not taste all. good. That is true. <laughs> oh, man. What was your, like, party liquor of choice? Well, I guess all through college you weren't drinking, right? Because you're That's true. And as, as a huh. high schooler, I preferred beer by far to, to yeah. liquor. Um, when we would drink, it would, it would usually be whiskey. So, like, uh, Evan Williams was popular because it was cheap. Uh... I remember one time we got a, a bottle, like we had saved up some money. We got a bottle of 101 Wild Turkey. Look out. <laughs> yeah, and that's when we all discovered we didn't actually like whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this tastes bad. Yeah. I mean, now <laughs> I would very much appreciate a, a 101 Wild Turkey probably, but uh, at the time it was just like too much. I'm and fine with the 101. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I drink mostly just beer, and it was really just about the highest alcohol volume. Uh, we would buy a lot of malt liquor, uh, uh -huh, a lot of natural yeah. ice. <laughs> it was... A little King Cobra, a little OE. <laughs> OE was was a popular one, St. Ides, Hurricane. Oh, St. Ides, dude. Uh -huh. <laughs> St. Ides was too sweet. I wasn't ever a huge fan of it. It always Hurricane tasted too always sweet tasted, to me. Uh, Hurricane, to me, always tasted like somebody had already put a cigarette out in it. Yes, it did. That is true that yeah i drank a lot of hurricane and you're exactly right that is exactly what it tastes like 
You know, uh, one thing about this movie I thought was unrealistic is that nobody played Edward Forty Hands. Did you ever play that game? I didn't do Edward Forty Hands, but I, that would be something <laughs> you would expect at a party like this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, see, I was the opposite where all through college and stuff, I didn't really get into beer. Like, I got into beer yeah. probably about halfway through college when I started touring a lot, and that's yeah. all that a venue would have. It's like, here's a case of PBR, here's a case of yeah, Bud Light or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because at that time, I had a more, listen, you got to understand, I had a more refined palate. Well, I understand. Those beers are terrible. Well, here's the thing, though, Steve. My refined palate means that my, my party liquor of choice was definitely Southern Comfort. Oh, Soko. Oh. It's <laughs> so disgusting, dude. I, dude. And I'll tell um, you this. like, I, I've never had that experience where I've gotten so fucked up off something that I can never drink it again, even yeah. Southern Comfort or whatever. But just on a whim, probably about like a year or so ago, I was checking out at the liquor store and they had just, you know, like the little tiny like like pint bottles of booze and stuff like there. And I was uh-huh. like, you know what? It's been so long since I had Southern Comfort. Give You'll me try one of those out. things. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. It made my hair stand on end. My toes curled. I almost dry heaved. It is so much like fucking cough syrup or something. It's It disgusting. does. It tastes like a cherry cough syrup. They do have, <laughs> they do have like a better... Uh, uh, bourbon. There's like a hundred proof or something. Yeah, that I've had that is actually pretty good. But yeah, Soco is is not not one I can drink either. Oh, yeah. So bad, man. So bad. Yeah, too many bad experiences <laughs> with that. <laughs> too, oh man, oh, the cherry coke and Soco. I remember having yeah, cherry coke that and was, Soco. That was something that I loved, and man. The next day, just feeling like shit because it was oh, so much sugar. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. about all that stuff. And I also think that's part part of why so many of us got ruined on Jaeger is like, it's syrupy at room temperature. That means yeah. it has a fuck ton yeah. of sugar in it. Well, you and know? usually people are combining it with Red Bull, and that is not a good evening, honestly. <laughs> I've had I, some uh, some Jaeger bomb evenings that were not successful, that yeah. were very, very bad. Because really, yeah. when you mix the uppers and the downers like that, and you don't yeah, realize how good. fucked up you are... That's when you get behind the wheel of a car and make yeah, horrible decisions. Yeah, that's when you do decisions. a lot of stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always liked uh, Jägermeister and Dr. Pepper back in those days, oh. too. <laughs> sugar on sugar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, see, that was the thing I learned early from, from drinking was that, like, those sugary gross drinks are the ones, like, they're easiest to drink, but they're the ones that cause the big the like, most damage <laughs> yeah the big like even as a teenager waking up the next day feeling like absolute dog shit uh yeah and so i'd stay away from that but like beer has its own side effect of uh you know being extremely dehydrating and like you also end up with uh just terrible headaches the next day so we i remember at a certain point my friend brian and i were doing the drink a glass of water between each beer thing <laughs> Ooh, yeah that, that's but, an old uh, bit of wisdom right there yeah but still polishing off a case of beer <laughs> so like so over the course of an evening you drink like 500 yeah, ounces of liquid so piss so much do you think that when we do stuff like that our kidneys are just like what the fuck is what this is happening? What are we doing? are we drowning what's going on <laughs> What if they're, but you know, you never know. What if your kidneys are like, finally, they're putting me to use. I'm the real star here. (laughs) Yeah. Finally, I'm working overtime, right? I think one of my other, like, oh, Oh, I was just going to say, can can I tell you one of my other, like, 
most disgusting party combinations that I could never, ever do again. Let's hear it. So we had this thing that we called the Classy. Oh, no. The classy was, was a party drink of choice. We used to host a lot of parties back in the day, mm-hmm. and the Classy was always something that would make an appearance. That's just good old-fashioned Mountain Dew and vodka. Oh, God. That is classy. <laughs> I mean, that ugh, is like pure My stomach class. turns just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> class. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I couldn't be in the room with somebody drinking that and not get a hangover now, though. <laughs> I, God, like, man. I, yeah, I just think back to the, the shit we did and drank as teenagers and how stupid we were and how lucky we were to survive oh yeah absolutely yeah the the resilient bodies of young people are all that got us through that (laughs) for real (laughs) for fucking sure man and there was also all those who i don't know what just brought this to mind i guess just thinking about all the college boozing that we did there's a few of those that didn't make the cut like we still have uh we still have stuff like jägermeister we still have a lot of these things that we drank back in the day you can still get fucking you know parrot bay coconut rum and stuff like that right all that stuff but but there was a couple that I've not seen in about a fucking decade minimum. <laughs> I want you to tell me if you remember these. You remember a hypnotic? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like drinking it was in, perfume. <laughs> it was in like a number of rap songs. Uh, yeah, that stuff was gross. Yeah, and Alize. You remember Alize? Alize, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's another Fuck one that yeah. I think another is Another one that was also extinct. in a lot of rap songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess what we're saying is liquor companies invest in putting uh, your product in rap songs. Yeah. People I, listen. Then they go buy they the do. shit. That's true. <laughs> oh, the good old days. I don't mm. miss that, really. Uh. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right, Steve. The subject of our show today is more than just getting fucking lit up. It's my... Hey, my... 20 and 90... Hey, Hey, ma! Ma! Hey! <laughs> and uh, this is my first time watching this flick, but you had seen this once or twice before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever it um, came out, basically, I, I uh, watched it. Uh, not not in theaters, whenever it came out on, on demand or whatever. I, I watched it and enjoyed it. I was surprised by it because a, a lot of... What was making me apprehensive about going to the theaters to see it was it, it seemed like everything was kind of revealed in the the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd say that too much is definitely revealed in the trailer. But yeah, it, it has a lot more to it than just what's in the trailer, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, the depth of performance and stuff, yeah. uh, I, I can see what you mean. Yeah, whenever I watched this movie, I definitely felt like I had already seen everything. The trailer spelled absolutely yeah. everything out. It seems like every little bump and jump scare and stuff like that, every suspenseful yeah. bit from this movie, I had already seen. I really it, wish that I wouldn't have watched a trailer for this because, as we said so many times, especially when you're dealing with horror, where like the suspense and the, su- the surprise is why you're there, you know? Yeah. Watching a trailer can just ruin a movie for you. Yeah, it can, and especially when it's a Blumhouse production, it seems that they do that so much with the right? trailers what's for the movies. I am not really sure like what's going on with their marketing department, why they do that. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure they've got the research to back up why they're doing it. It's it's definitely got to be drawing people out or, or working in some way. Otherwise, well, they I mean, they're keep making money, it. so yeah, they're know, making a lot of money. Yeah, I just think if they started making trailers for like. 
Let's, let's say those people did the trailer for uh, classic M. Night Shyamalan movies where it'd be like, in a world where Bruce Willis sees ghosts. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> he's well, actually he dead. Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like they do the village and it's like, in a world where people live in an isolated village as though it's actually the past, but it's the present. <laughs> yes. And it's don't like, worry oh. about those creatures they're talking about. They're not just, real. Spoiled the whole movie. No, no, you, it's gonna, it's good. Go watch yeah, it. Yeah, let's go see it. Let's go see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, trailer definitely did kind of ruin this for me, though. Yeah, it, it messes. It, it it just gives you too much. But the the movie is really just about Octavia Spencer being awesome at acting. Like the, She's a tour de force, right? Uh, and let me let me back that up with some we'll back proof. that thing up. In 1997. A friend of Octavia Spencer's advised her to move to Los Angeles. That friend's name, Tate Taylor. Guess who directed this movie? <gasps> the Tate very Taylor. same. Guess what other movie he directed? The Help. Guess what she got an Academy Award for? The Help. The very These same. These people are friends. What's it going on that here? Way. Yeah. <laughs> it seems that Octavia Spencer uh, was talking to Tate Taylor one day and saying that she was just tired of getting offered the same roles over and over and never getting offered the lead. Uh, and Tate Taylor was like, I'm going to file that away. He was also looking to make something fucked up. He did the help. He did get on up the James Brown uh, biopic like. He, he had done the, the several movies, and he wanted to do just something real fucked up. So I mean, some fucked up stuff happens in the hell. People eat a shit pie. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but So he, he went to his pal, Jason Blum, and told him he wanted to make a fucked up movie. And Jason Blum said, well, we just bought this script yesterday by this guy, Scotty Landis. Uh, and he gave it to him, and he started looking at it, and he went out in the hall, and he called... Octavia Spencer and said do you want to be in a horror movie and she said yes without any pitch about what the movie was or anything so nice basically all this just came together really perfectly in the right moment um, huh. and became this opportunity for Tate Taylor to show off how good his friend is and to give us finally a, a really viable black female villain in a horror movie that is kind of a rarity, now that you mention it that way. Yeah, I was yeah. even thinking earlier, I was like, black or villains, and it's like, obviously Candyman and stuff yeah. like that, but mm -hmm. yeah, Bones. black female ones, right. not really a lot of anything. Not huh? really a lot, yeah. So she got her opportunity to shine, because this movie is entirely focused on her. The oh, yeah. She is the A story, the B story and C story are about her. Like, <laughs> there's, yeah. it's all just her. And how good she is at turning on a dime and going from happy to, like, intense in just a moment. Like, it, it's all about showing us how awesome Octavia Spencer is. It's an advertisement oh, yeah. for how great she is. And it's kind of blowing my mind that this was her debut, like, you know, uh, starring role. Yeah, leading role. Because I yeah. feel like she's been a feature in movies for so long. And she's yeah, always popping years, up as these, yeah. like... Yeah, she's always popping up mainly as these background characters and side characters that are very memorable, even if they don't have much to do with it. Like, I always think about her in, like, Bad Santa. 
Uh-huh. She's right. like, he's like, yeah. fuck, fuck you, fuck your kinky ass, Willie. After last time I was with you, I did shit right for a week or whatever. <laughs> like whatever she's doing, even if it's just very minor, it's always like super memorable and extremely well done. So it blows my mind that this is the first time that she really got to yeah. star, you know? Yeah. And she, she's, she's absolutely the best part of the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And she, she's like really smart about picking her roles as well. Like she's so memorable in everything she does. Like she's, she's great. So yeah, it is, it's awesome that, Finally, she got this chance to just be the center of attention. But to do that, normally you put a cast around a person that are maybe lesser known. Instead of doing that, they were like, no, we're going to show you how awesome Octavia Spencer is and surround her with people that are also awesome. Uh, Yeah, I did not know that this cast had so many like heavy hitters in it. Like as yeah. I'm watching the movie, I'm just like, what the fuck? Mm. They're in this too? I thought yeah. it was just an Octa Octavia movie. Yeah, like, I mean, her with the kids, obviously, she outshines them, but she should. Like, that just is the way it is. The adults should appear to be the more put together of all the, the actors. Uh, yeah. But like, Juliet Lewis is, like, the first person that we see in the movie, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is she Juliet doing Juliet Lewis is in this fucking movie. Uh, Allison Janney is in this fucking movie, just in the background. She's amazing. She's so good. I love Allison Janney, and she just stays in the background most of the time. You it's barely so weird see her. To me, though, like they got her in this movie, yeah, and literally all she does is go, Sue Ann, get off your phone." Yeah, like that's all. <laughs> and that then she's get there killed eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you could have had yeah. anybody play that part. Well, and this this goes back to friendships again. Allison Janney was in a previous movie by uh, Tate Taylor. And yeah. Allison Janney and Octavia Spencer had been on Mom together, so they had developed a relationship. So that's how you get Allison Janney to come in and do this tiny little role. Uh, I don't know if Juliet. I didn't. I couldn't find any connection. I think Juliet Lewis just got cast. Luke Evans, same thing. I think they just got cast. Missy Pyle is so great in this. <laughs> like, I love that you get this woman who is just this over-the-top drunk. And her death is the most outrageous moment in the movie. Without a doubt, man. Yeah. And she's one of those people, too, where, like, even when you said her name, I was like, which one is she? Yeah, right, but right. she's a woman that you, you've seen in a million movies. Yes. She's in a ton of shit, man. She and Octavia Spencer share the uh, quality of not only being really great, but being unique looking, which yeah. is what tends to get you a lot of roles. And they both have worked a lot because they're both really great actresses, but they look unique. They stand out uh, in comparison to to everyone else. Yeah, Missy Pyle, you've seen her in a ton of stuff. Galaxy Quest is the first thing that comes to mind for me. Oh, yeah, that's like one of her right. earliest roles. <laughs> but, with like, Tim yeah. Allen, right? Yes, with Tim Allen. <laughs> but she was also in Dodgeball. She plays like the, you know, the chick with the unibrow or whatever. Wait, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, that's her. Holy shit! I didn't realize that. Yeah, she looks so different awesome. in that. I know she a, can. A unibrow really changes a face, Steve. It really does. It does. It's crazy to think <laughs> that somebody with such a distinct face as Missy Pyle can actually disappear into a role, but she disappears into that role for sure. That's the power of the unibrow, man. Yeah. I wonder so, yeah. if Juliet Lewis got cast because the casting of her as uh, as the mom to what's her name that plays the daughter in this? Uh, Diana Silvers. 
so believable. Like they really do look they, like they could be a mother daughter couple. And that's also an interesting sort of coincidence story too. Diana Silver's one of the main inspirations for her getting into acting was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, isn't Julia Lewis in that? Yeah, I think so. Wait, no. I don't know. We need to get Fuzzbead on that. He needs yeah. to do some research. Fuzzbead, Fuzzbead here. Hollywood Steve is correct. I will tell you a really interesting thing about Juliet Lewis being in this movie, though. Go it for does it. create a very odd hyper meta paradox that occurs with some very specific dialogue that she says early in the movie. Okay. She makes reference to the fact that she's watching a John Hughes movie marathon. Uh huh. Juliet Lewis was in a John Hughes movie. She, she was, was in Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, yeah. So that means that this person lives in a world where there is an actual <laughs> Juliet Lewis who is like right. her fucking clone. Looks exactly like her mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she probably gets told all the time, hey, you look just like Juliet Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> she probably does. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even consider that. That's funny. Yeah. It's kind of strange. It is. <laughs> what do you think ben. about the uh, the kids in this? Of course, our, our main oh, yeah. characters are like Maggie kids. and all that bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Diana Silvers is great. She's also in Booksmart. Uh, she's also in Booksmart's Glass. Booksmart's hilarious, by the way. Yeah, That's really Booksmart's movie. great. So good. And she, she's great Glass in it. Glass is terrible. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but Diana Silvers, she's really good. She's gorgeous, too. Absolutely gorgeous girl. Yeah, totally. Uh, McKaylee Miller, the that plays Haley, also gorgeous. Like, uh, she yeah. she has more of a background in, like, TV and stuff. She she was in a Disney show. Can't remember what it was called. I didn't write it down. Anyway, but she she's, uh, I think, perfect for the role. Like Yeah, kind I of think the, the big mouth sort of friend that's right, like a but little she's, obnoxious in parties and stuff. She's a little obnoxious, but she's also the most charming of the group. Like, she totally. definitely has the most character of anybody of the the kids <laughs> like yeah she- and that that was a problem with me too with this movie and, and i realized it's like maybe it is kind of saying something that at that age you don't have a fully realized personality right. yet but i think yeah. that me and my friends and stuff were all more fleshed out personality wise than these characters like <laughs> other than the fact that Haley is kind of the mouthy one it's yeah. like name off one character trait of any of the kids that there's right. the two white boys that look like clones of each other uh-huh. Uh, I can only tell them apart in the movie by yeah. which girl they're with. Chaz. That's the only way I could tell which I, one I think which. Chaz is like one. Chaz has the quality of he's uh, kind of ch- rude, but like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to offend anyone. <laughs> like, so yeah. like his, <laughs> I guess maybe he's a. Uh, He's actually really funny and we don't know it because they don't show that. I, I don't <laughs> like know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like there's none of them that fit into any kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, trope. Like there's not one right. of them that's the jock. There's not one of them that's the nerd, the brainiac, like the funny yeah. guy. Like they're all just kind of flat characters yeah. other than other than Haley. Like even our, our main chick, Maggie, like I can't really tell you anything about her character. Well, she she's seems the new like, girl. That's yeah, she's it. a new girl, yeah. so she's like kind of shy, yeah. but that's not a character trait. Being new no. somewhere is not a character trait. That's it's just a result not, of the though, fact that you moved. Th- that is something to remember when watching a lot of 90s movies. Having moved somewhere is not a character trait. It, it seems to be <laughs> yeah. the character trait of so many characters in a lot of 90s movies. <laughs> Absolutely so, yeah. man. So I, uh, I, I just can't say there's much to her character or no, any not. of the other kids, too, which... 
honestly made it hard for me to really feel the suspense whenever stuff starts getting real and weird in the movie. It's like, you know, Octavia Spencer might as well have been holding a knife up to the neck of a cardboard cutout. I'd yeah, because like, you don't care. Don't you care. just don't care about them. Right, yeah. I, I think that uh, a little bit more, like, fleshing out, a little more personality. I mean, even even a movie like uh, a comedy like Superbad shows right. you just how well you can flesh out and develop teenage characters and make yeah. them likable and care about what's going on with them and their relationships and stuff. This was just so flat to me. I think... Okay, so basically... Um, Scotty Landis wrote this and there was no backstory to Ma at all. Okay. Uh, and I think in taking it on, Tate Taylor wanted to add a backstory to add like connection to the, the bad character, which is a pretty common thing in horror movies now. For some reason, everybody wants to connect to the person who's killing everyone. But uh, so he wanted people to connect to her. And I think in making the connection to her, he didn't also bolster the other characters. Because I think the original script seems to have been just more of a straight horror movie where it's like we don't necessarily care that these characters are dying, but it's fun. That's like a very uh, slasher kind of thing to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was the script they were working on, and when they bolstered the the Sue Ann, the Ma character, they didn't also come in and make the kid characters more believable and realistic to make it like commiserate. Where like like we get so much about Ma, and there's so much character to her and so much development to her that at the end of this movie, I was thinking just as I watched it again before this. I was thinking, like, I think the only people I really care about are Ma and Maggie. Like, <laughs> like Maggie doesn't do any wrong, and she's the one we see most of the events through. So, like, we care about her somewhat, and I care about Ma. I feel bad for the things that happened to her and the way she was treated. Yeah, like it, totally. It's hard to it's hard at the end for this to feel much like a horror movie. I just feel bad. Yeah, I know what you mean. And also, too, just the fact that, you know, Octavia is such an incredible actress and yeah. she, you know, her character gets so much more backstory and personality than the other ones. It uh -huh. makes them even flatter. Yeah, it does. It does make them seem so much flatter. Uh, I I was, yeah, I, I, I was really enamored with Octavia Spencer's performance and how... Uh, after about an hour in, I think it goes at a really good pace up to that point it's slow it's like pretty the first slow hour is slow not not much happens it's not until mercedes missy Pyle, gets run over by a truck and, and that I, is an I hour and ten into the movie. At it. it's the funniest fucking moment dude like <laughs> the first time i saw it i was like what because <laughs> like, it's I just out of nowhere <laughs> You know how much I love in movies whenever somebody gets hit by a car. Like, yeah, it's, it's always funny. something I that I, I absolutely love. Dude, like, meet Joe Black. Like, seeing him get hit by two cars is the funniest thing in fucking it movie really history. Is. It I don't really know is. why, it's but just... I just always love getting to see that. <laughs> <laughs> One time on a preview palace, we'll have to do a list of, like, best times somebody got yeah. hit by a car. Funniest hit by a car moments. 
But even whenever Mercedes gets hit, that's that's the first kill in the movie. Yeah. That is an hour and ten in. That that's yeah. thirty minutes from the end of the movie. Yeah, and that that's where it all takes off and is really good. Uh, it gets I, fast. I think gets fast and and good. And I love like the because that the character is so developed, we are connected to her. But if they hadn't done as much character development and gotten to that point, she's still menacing as fuck. Like, she's so good yeah. at being menacing. We don't she have is. to have as much character development as we get, I don't think. Well, here's the thing, though, is if those kills and stuff like that were spaced out differently, it could have made the character of Ma a lot more ominous and menacing and also added a lot to the B yeah. story and stuff. Like, yeah, let's say, definitely. Let's say early on in the movie, she's kind of taken a shine to Juliet Lewis's character because she seems to like really, you know, admire her and want to yeah, hang out with her yeah. and be good to her. Yeah, they seem stuff. to have some connection. Like, at least she doesn't think Erica is bad like the other yeah. people she went to school with. Yeah, exactly. So it's like if she would have done her that favor of killing Mercedes earlier in the movie... Mm-hmm. And then, you know, part of the B story is, you know, the she cops are trying her. to figure out, yeah. oh, okay, that or, like, the cops are trying to figure out, like, who killed this person, yeah, and then that. other people, you know, in that circle of, of, of people in that community, other people start getting killed, like uh, Allison Janey, the boss and stuff. Right. You know, they could have paced that out better to where it's right, like, Right, instead okay, of it all happening in an afternoon. In right. an afternoon, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, like she becomes it, it, Richard Ramirez at the height of his crime spree, where she's exactly. just like, "I'm gonna kill fifty people." <laughs> yeah, today I'm gonna do the worst shit ever, and that's yeah. it. Just king for a day, right there. It yeah. could have done a better job of showing that her insanity and her morality was getting more and more twisted and really building. But also, too, you could also have that great like the trap is starting to close in on her, and yeah. the cops are putting the pieces together right. as to who could have done this. Yeah. And then that would also give you a good reason why, you know, at the end, cops will show up and shit like that. Right. Like, this is classic, does, easy to do storytelling. The cop does show up, but yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, it, why? Kind of. It's, it's just because the mom called or whatever, right? Like, I don't even remember why the cop shows up. I don't either. That's something that, like, I thought that I missed the first time, but even watching it this second time, which is just like an hour yeah. or so ago, I was like, why did that cop show up? He was just driving yeah. by and was like, oh, we saw some bottles and cans in your yard and there's cars here. Is there something you want to tell us? Last time I checked, I don't think that cops will stop at your house no. because you have not bottles and country. cans and cars. Fuck yeah. no, not in the country. And th- th- I mean, this is shot in Mississippi and obviously supposed to be in the South. Like, everybody's talking with some semblance of a Southern accent. Like, well, except that all the, license plate, all the license plates are Ohio plates. Oh, right. They were, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Why? And they're in a casino. Are there casinos in Ohio? There are casinos in Mississippi. Yeah. Not in Ohio. I don't know. I don't think. I'm not sure. All right. (laughs) Anyway. But yeah, like I think that the pacing of of those kills and stuff could have been done a lot better and given the B story something to do. Because really, like you said, the the B and C stories aren't really there for much anything other than giving yeah. you more stuff about Ma and her character. Yeah, so our B story is Diana Silver's Maggie uh, and she, she's in with this new set of friends and she uh, has a boyfriend now uh, Andy Hawkins who has a dad who uh, as a uh, high schooler set up a rape. That was yeah. cool of him. Yeah, unsavory. That, now that yeah. was something that, that was kind of a surprise in the movie. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That, they Ooh, did a real awful. good job of slowly revealing, like, why she hated them. 
I don't even know the slow reveal is all that necessary, though, because it's like very obvious that she got badly mistreated in school and yeah. stuff. So it's like doing this kind of inching forward, like, here's a flashback. Here's a little more of that flashback. Right. What do you think happened in this flashback? Like, <laughs> What do you think happened? <laughs> you <Yeah>. over there. <laughs> yeah, it's like by this point, I'm already like, well, something very bad happened. I can figure this out uh, because of how crazy she is and how she's so fixated on her high school and stuff like this. Like, it doesn't really make it better to inch that thing forward to me. Yeah, but it it, it is a, a really surprising reveal. Uh, basically, if you, for some reason, are watching this without, or listening to this without having watched it, the reveal is that uh, this guy, Ben, who Octavia Spencer, Sue Ann, has a, a crush on in high school, uh, basically says, why don't you give me a blowjob in a closet? So she goes into this dark closet and gives this guy a blowjob, and then it turns out it's not Ben. It's somebody else. And then everybody's waiting outside the closet to laugh at her. That's for, really fucked up. For like, being that's raped. Very, <laughs> yeah. very fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I can see it, honestly, from just knowledge of 80s movies, that that's something that in the 80s would happen in an 80s movie is that something that would happen in real life where a bunch of people would be like ha 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 you got tricked and having sex or giving a blowjob to a person you didn't want to give a blowjob to ha 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 i just don't feel like that is would have ever happened but maybe Probably not. Maybe. I I mean the world has changed some. I yeah. hope that we're right in thinking that that would never happen, but humanity knows no boundaries. So That's true. Man, I fucking you know what? You're right. And honestly, it probably has happened and if it has, sorry. Life fucking sucks. People are terrible. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know the thing is is with that kind of being the impetus of her entire character and why she is the way she is and Yeah, stuff, you get it. Yeah, I mean that's fucking horrible. Right. Uh, but I also kind of wonder, it's like, I wonder why they chose to go that angle with it, because, okay, yeah. the original that, role of that Sue wasn't was written, in the original script, as as I said, right. there was no backstory, so they, they this is Tate Taylor working this out. Yeah, why do that? Yeah, and the original uh, casting of Sue Ann was for a white woman, and after right. Octavia was interested, they were like, okay, we'll change it to a black person, yeah. and there's undertones throughout the movie of racism yeah of racism but they're never really explored and i'm like did they Mm. chicken out a little bit like why didn't they pursue that more like there's that part where Darrell is talking with her and he's like yeah and the people underneath those boats and stuff talking about the the slave trade and all that jazz yeah uh in octavia's house she has all these like african masks and stuff yeah down there uh, and of course, obviously, at the end, Darrell gets painted with, with white face. Yeah, there, there's a good bit about race going on between uh, Sue Ann and Darrell, but not dealing with race between Directly. white people and black people. But I think that is actually because uh, Octavia Spencer from the South, uh, Tate, Tate uh, Taylor also from the South, I think it's an actual accurate representation of race relations in the South is you don't talk about it. Uh-huh. Like the the underlying like menace that you sort of feel like is like is the the prank racially motivated and stuff like that like that's all still there, but like what in, in I guess it's supposed to be the eighties that they were in high school together like in the eighties like it would have made no sense to have the character 
say like you guys are racist because it's the 80s <laughs> like right so like it can't be overt and then like i do think there are moments where i i see what you're saying where it could have been put in like it is more likely that ben hawkins would have gotten racist with her mm-hmm. because we know he's a bad guy uh and he obviously does not like her and it's the south like he would have likely gotten racist with her yeah, it seems like that's yeah. kind of right there, just sort of, you know, waiting to be added into the story. Yep. So but then yeah. again, I mean, Tate Taylor's a, he's a white dude, right? Yeah. So maybe he just felt like, this is not my story to tell. Or, right, or, that's you know, a good point. Or, like, I, I can't really write this because yeah. I wasn't a part of it, you know, directly. Yeah, so like, this is something I've never Written by a white dude and who, and then revised by another white dude. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's fair. But then if that's the case, then why even have these little seeds of... Right, racism and racial overtones. And if that's the case, the why not bring in Octavia Spencer and be like, okay, can, can you input on give the me script? Some perspective. Yeah, give me some perspective so we can really portray that. I mean, because she's from, she was born in Mississippi, I think, raised in Alabama. Like, he, I mean, that's racist country right there. You know, she's yeah. been through some shit. Yeah, exactly. So, like the, the her experience would probably have made more sense, but maybe they didn't want to get lost in the weeds on that. Like, they didn't want. They didn't want this to be uh, a statement about racism. They wanted it to be a vehicle for Octavia where maybe race just doesn't get brought up. Yeah, so she can true. like she can just shine and then people can like when I said that there's this is, you know, one of uh, the best examples of a black female horror villain. You hadn't even thought about it because it hadn't right, been yeah. overt about race. You it maybe that was what they were going for like by avoiding well, the race talk yeah. they, you can avoid just looking at her as a black female villain and just see her as a really good villain well and also avoid the i, I think the commentary you'd get from a lot of people that were just like oh you know her performance is okay but you just feel bad for her because it's about racism right that's true you know I mean? and, and, and kind of sidestep yeah, that by not bringing yeah by not bringing that in that you feel bad for her because of the terrible thing that happened to her that yeah, can't be yeah. dismissed as, you know, whatever. And, you know, the thing to me about about her character in this and just the whole movie in general is, like, more than it being scary and more than her being, like, an intimidating figure, it's it's just sad to me. Like, it's yeah, a sad it movie. Is sad. And it's, it's something, a sad too, movie. that, like... It's got a sad ending, for sure. It does, like, yeah. It's not happy. You're not happy that the killer's dying. Like, just not happy. Right. And I like that it does kind of explore something that I've definitely never seen in a horror movie, but also just not really other movies in general, is the people that are older or getting older and choose to, like, hang out with kids in an effort yeah. to make themselves feel <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, we've seen it, like... extremely fucking sad Like Amy me. Poehler in Mean Girls. Like, we've seen it as, like, the joke, but, yeah, you don't see a serious look at it too much. No. Where the people who... People who are stuck in high school, basically, uh, yeah. that just wish that they had been more popular or were popular in high school and want to recapture that by hanging out with high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. It, Either way, that's yeah. sad as fuck. It is. And I think we've all met those people. You know, it's like, I know that I've been at those people's houses and been like, okay, you're like 30 years older than me. Why do you want to hang out with me and my friends? Like you end right. up at those places like while you're partying or while you're on yeah. tour or whatever, and it's just like, yeah. okay, this, there's something about this that 
at its core is not very cool. Yeah. How old do you think she is in this movie? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm thinking they're going for like probably junior or senior in high school, right? Like they're not talking yeah, about graduation or anything. So, oh, Octavia. Oh, well, yeah. I, as I said, I think that they looked like they were probably going for the 80s high school. So they've been out yeah. of high school for 30 years. Yeah. So they're probably 40 so, ish, right? Yeah. 40 ish. So older than us, like yeah. how much would somebody have to pay you to hang around a bunch of drunk 17 year olds? Holy dude, fuck. You couldn't you get could, me to do that yeah. with as much money as you could no. muster, dude. What fun would that be? It would be, be awful. Are you I kidding? don't want to hang around 17-year-olds sober. No. Much less getting fucking rip shit drunk? No fucking yeah. way. There is no price tag you could put on that to make it worth my fucking time. No. Yeah, so <laughs> there's obviously something wrong, but that the the movie plays that well because... Because both uh, Juliette Lewis and uh, 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 fucking Luke Evans, uh, who plays Ben, they both react like this is weird to finding out that their kids are hanging out over there. Like Ben is very angry. Juliette Lewis oh, yeah. is very angry. Well, and also, too, it, it does a pretty good job of showing us that these kids are, you know, they're hanging out with Ma and they're partying at her house and drinking her liquor and stuff like this, but... Whenever she's not making direct eye contact, they're kind of like side eyeing each other, like, can you believe this bitch? Like, yeah. It shows you that the kids really aren't interested in being her friend. No. They just want to party yes. with her. So it also yeah. kind of gives you the angle that, like, the kids in this aren't necessarily innocent or 100% yeah. like the good guys or whatever. Like, they're totally just using this woman as a vehicle to have somewhere to get drunk. Like, they don't care about her character. All they want to do is find another place to party. Um, so I, I think that it does a good job of showing that even the kids know, like, okay, this, is weird. this, isn't, yeah. our, this isn't our friend. This is just somebody yeah. who wants to hang out with us and will buy us booze. So what the yeah. fuck ever. Which is your attitude when you're, like, not able to buy oh, booze absolutely. and stuff like that. Oh, dude, the scene where they're, like, trying to stop people and ask them to buy booze. Like, I yeah. I did that. I remember... <laughs> I, I remembered specifically while watching it the second time. This one time, my cousin Casey and I... Uh, we just walked to the fast stop, uh, a uh, you know convenience store near our grandparents' house where we were staying that night, and we asked people as they got out of their car to buy us beer, and <laughs> like we'd asked maybe two people and gotten told like no, uh, and then so awesome, my brother's friend Barry's brother pulled into the parking lot and i was like oh fuck i know that guy <laughs> so like <laughs> ran over to him uh and i was like dude you gotta buy us beer and he and i had drank together he didn't know how old we were but he definitely knew we weren't old enough because uh, mm -hmm. i think we were 14 at the time uh he <laughs> he had drank with me though so he was like oh, all right like just don't tell anybody <laughs> and then he was like Look, I'm going to give you a ride back to your grandma's house because I can't have you walking down the road carrying two 12 packs of beer. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy target at that point. Yeah. So <laughs> this just reminded me so much of that story. And thank you, Elmer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I'm somebody who's a grown ass adult and I have young underage people over to my house to drink all the time. 
I want you to know they're just hanging out with you because you'll get them booze. Yeah, that is true. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's like that might hurt a little bit, but but that's just how it is, man. And, yeah. and again, that's that's to me one of the things about this movie that that is really sad um, yeah. with the character of Ma is that she thinks they do like her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that you meet people in life that were like super cool early. Like all of us uh-huh. had those king, kings of high school, you know? Right. Well, I, yeah. I didn't, obviously. I guess it was my right. older brother because I was homeschooled. <laughs> I was never you the king the of high school. You were the dorkiest kid at your school. I absolutely was, man. <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that pretty much everybody has those friends that were like the coolest kid in high school and they're popular early mm-hmm. or in college or whatever. And then after, yeah. you know, real life starts, they're just like, oh, I'm just another guy that works in an office. Yeah. And, and then meanwhile, I think that... Yeah, and then meanwhile, too, I think that there's the opposite side of that where, I mean, golly, dude, so many of of us and our creative heroes and stuff like that, people that entertain the entire world, were not cool all the way through school. They were the ones that got picked on and harassed constantly. And they they moved on. I mean, they got cool later. I think that's like part of the drive. Like, what drives so many people to become something better or more is being just not acknowledged, like yeah. not not recognized as uh, interesting or, or different. And so you actually work on yourself and try oh, to totally. make yourself better. And then you want to get out and go somewhere else and be a part of a different scene. And that just makes you better and better and better as you go. Totally. Well, and too, you know, if you are different or ugly or have an right. unusual body type or whatever, right. you're trying to find some way to make yourself redeeming in social circles, whether that means I can play guitar real good or I yeah. can make everybody laugh or whatever. I mean, that's right. super, super common. And that usually develops into people getting cool late in life. Yeah. Uh, so you have early cool people, you have late cool people, and then you also have a handful of people that are just never fucking cool. And that's <laughs> super sad. Well, I think there's a fourth group of people that are just always cool as well. Or they're just always cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, that is, you got two real bad angles there. You can either, <laughs> you can either have a shitty high school experience and uh, bloom later or just always suck. but yeah you know what i mean it's like there's people that just kind of fall through the cracks sometimes and that's what this movie is is about i mean the character of sue ann is just never fit in really anywhere ever and those people are are out there and that's again really sad to me well and it can be really hard to move on i mean this movie is definitely exploring trauma and the ways that the sins of of parents can fall on their children like it's Elm Streety in that way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It very much is. But yeah, like she she is traumatized. She's not only like uh, you know, outed in front of the whole school as uh, having performed oral sex on a boy that she did not want to perform oral sex on. Uh she before that was just nobody. Like she was seemed to be fine with just getting on with being quiet and not noticed. And mm-hmm. now everybody notices her for a negative reason. Right. Uh, yeah. And it, I think like for a, a lot of people, uh, and it seems like it, it, you know, it triggers something in her. And that happens a lot with people where like 
you know at a formative age some big scary thing happens and really changes the way you are for the rest of your life and makes it hard for people to change and be different yeah. because it's just always there in the back of their mind so sure it's believable it's believable it's and it's sad more than scary yeah yeah, yeah and, and it's sad because it is believable because you know people yeah. who went through some really fucked up shit in high school that is still sticking with them you know yeah. even in their their adult age and stuff yep for sure um it's it's just sad and then also too you get the the fact that she goes out of her way to try to overprotect her daughter and yeah. keep her home and keep and telling I, her that she's sick and stuff like that because it's kind yeah, of the carry defense they're all gonna laugh at you <laughs> that was definitely like she was poisoning her daughter right like she was her she was not sick as far as no, i can tell i don't get the impression of that but the daughter thing i don't know to me that was kind of a weak reveal because we have Okay, one of the first things that Maggie experiences when she goes to school is Jeannie. Yeah. Who's in a wheelchair. Uh, like yeah, like her like power chair is is the you know the batteries are dying and stuff and she has to help her and all that jazz. And then it's like an hour or so of the movie goes by, you don't even see Jeannie again at yeah. all. Period. In school, nothing. And then it's just like, "Oh, I'm her daughter." And it's like, "Uh, okay, I forgot you were in this movie by now." <laughs> and then also too, if Jeannie can fucking walk, why was she going around school in a wheelchair? Well, it's possible, and uh, I would assume that her mother was injecting her with stuff to keep her from being able to walk. Like she's she's giving her all these drugs. I mean, we we see her uh, working at the uh, what do you call it veterinarian, and yeah. the veterinarian even recommends her taking ketamine to fix her headache or whatever. So like. These drugs are being slung around like crazy. I think she's, yeah, maybe like was mimicking the 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 need for a wheelchair by injecting her with stuff. Okay, I, I guess. Once she pulled her out of school, she didn't have to keep doing that. So now she can walk around at home. Yeah, it seems like there's just like a separate movie going on there. Yeah, about there's a mom definitely that was bullied in school yeah. and, and passing that along to her daughter, even though nothing bad has even happened to her daughter like that's its own movie right there yeah for sure and, and it's i mean you not just, even a background element in this you it's pitched like a pretty a good sequel like if somebody wanted to make ma 2 with uh genie i i could see that happening ma 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know like i said to me overall it's just more of a more of a sad story about people that are just trying to feel cool you know i mean everybody wants to feel cool everybody wants acceptance yeah uh from their from their peers and their social group and stuff like this everybody has to find it at some point and the people that just never really find it and keep looking for it even in young people even when they're adults and stuff that's just real fucking sad to me man yeah it is it is but i mean what are you gonna do uh horror is about addressing the human condition and i think this movie does that really well so it, fit, it fits very well into the genre while you know being a, a bummer <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say though I, I do think it's kind of weird that the the kids continued hanging out with her over and over yeah but uh, i mean after the first time that they're over there she pulls a gun on one of them and makes them yeah. strip completely fucking naked in front of of their friends is that not coming in a little too hot it's coming in hot but dude i'll tell you uh i uh, in the south growing up drinking and needing people to buy you beer and whatnot and 
also being a, a marijuana smoker, so having to go to some weird drug dealer houses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went through some crazy fucking shit like that and then would go back because they had weed or yeah you get beer like it would be it wouldn't be like yay i, I was still like the way these kids address it where it's just kind of like uh, gotta do what you gotta do gotta get you gotta fucked do what up. you gotta do yeah well that is one of the elements of this movie that i do think that it does very well is really kind of sum up that small town especially southern yeah. kind of vibe yes, where it's like that it nails that yeah. There's nothing to do in this town. Like they, nope. they don't even show us. Like there's a mall. Let's go hang out at the mall. No, nope. like they go hang out at like a, a rock area. What is, what yeah. is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and that's so common too. I mean, like the town that we grew up in didn't have a fucking movie theater. It got a Walmart no. when we were like fourteen. <laughs> well, super Walmart. super Walmart. Super yeah. Walmart. Yeah, it's yeah. true. We did have the regular one, yeah. the real low rent one there uh-huh. in that shopping center, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it does a good job of just kind of summing up what it is like to live in those towns where it's just like, I don't know, let's go hang out at these rocks. Like, we used to yeah. go hang out at the dam all the time. Uh-huh. At a yeah, dam. I remember cruising the dam. There. Uh-huh. You just, like, well, you just drive nothing, back and forth. That was it. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that you can't do at a dam that you could just do hanging out with your friends, but you just right. feel the need to go somewhere because that's what uh-huh. people in movies do. Might as well. <laughs> and the dam yeah, is so a big thing, and there's light there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's also not the prying eyes of your parents, so you can, you know, sip a, yeah. a pint of SoCo over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and also no, too, it, it nails that. And also, too, the way that you have, you know, authority figures cutting kids slack because they played football with their dad and shit yeah. like that. Like, that's yeah, so, nailed that so 100%. That, that is a definite. Uh, also, yeah, just knowing your grandparents or knowing your, your parents and liking them would get you off yeah, yeah they they do that thing very well to me that's one of the areas where this yeah kind of excels is you know the people that grew up grew up I mean, in a I, small town never left a small town <laughs> yeah the small town vibe is definitely represented in this uh what do you think about the well there's not really a lot of kills in this movie honestly but what do you think about kind of the the kills and the gore them. that we are I presented them, with. We got the the, yeah. the Mercedes the kill best, we talked yeah. about earlier, which is again, I, I, yeah, that's the best one, obviously. Um, what do you think about when is it is it Ben who's one of their dads? He's yeah, like tied ben to Hawkins. the bed. Yeah, get a full dick uh, shot in this movie. Didn't see that coming. Full dick shot. Uh, so she looks to be a handful too. He's kind of packing a hog. <laughs> Old Dracula, that Luke Evans. Uh, he's a Dracula. He, yeah, he was in Dracula Untold. Oh, uh, I never saw that. Okay. Yeah, it was supposed to be part of the dark universe they were creating. Oh, that and then, thing. Yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 that wasn't. Uh, this next one is. And then that one failed. And they were like, no, nah, what do you mean dark universe? We never said dark universe. That was just uh, sarcasm. <laughs> it's a real presidential <laughs> Go defense. drink some fucking bleach. Um, no, sorry, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> the way, though, that uh, she kills each of the people other than Mercedes, uh, it's, it's got some poetry to it. Like <laughs> It's a sleepaway she, camp kill, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, she she puts dog blood into Ben Hawkins because he's a dog, she says. Like, yeah, the way yeah. he treats women, he is Which a again, dog. Which, again, kind of, it's, it's also kind of Freddy-ish, isn't it? These kind yes, of it is. kills. Very Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, she she does that like the the kid who I guess is supposed to be athletic Chaz who has the flat stomach which she she mentions specifically flat stomachs she irons his stomach 
she uh, w- paints the black kid's face white because she says she is the token black friend of the group or whatever. Uh, what is she? Oh, she sews, sews her mouth shut. She sews yeah. Haley, the girl who's uh, talkative, sews her lips shut. Like each of the kills, aside from Mercedes, seems to be tailored to. Uh, but of course, those aren't kills. She doesn't kill any say, of the kids. It's just, but, that's just torture. She also yeah. stabs that one kid in the fucking stomach. That's true. She just stabs him, which <laughs> is an interesting thing because she has. Okay, so like. She had a crush on Ben Hawkins and now has a crush on his son, Andy. Uh, I I do feel like that is an appropriate, like, themed sort of thing because I believe it's her seeing Andy as a young, malleable, controllable Ben. And she is taking the the active sort of masculine role in this. So in this way, she's penetrating him with the knife. Like I'll be doing the, the stabbing fuck- here, young yeah, man. Exactly. Uh, and, and it all, I mean, it all ends with her going up and cuddling up next to Ben Hawkins. So it's like her, her actual crush had always been Ben. She wasn't really having this crush on Andy. It was about getting to Ben and just controlling Andy. Yeah. Uh, So I, I still think the theme is there, but with Mercedes, it really is just off theme. Like she, she just sees her out, runs her over it. But I think that that has to do with the fact that she really does think she's doing it for juliette lewis like it's not a kill for her so it doesn't matter how she dies she just thinks she's doing it for her friend she's also kind of in that age group that's a little bit before the concept of branding making your own personal brand True. maybe she didn't think about it with the first kill she was like (laughs) after that she was like you know what i need a brand and a hashtag i need i need an aesthetic here you know (laughs) but you know here's the thing is like okay I'll say, like, the special effects makeup and stuff, like, while she's, like, sewing Haley's mouth shut and stuff, it does look really good. Yeah, it does. What was the long-term plan here? I got these kids in my basement. They're all doped up on uh, dog tranquilizers and shit. I'm going to sew this one's mouth shut. I'm going to paint this one's face. I'm going to stab this one, and I'm going to iron think this, this guy's stomach. After they wake up, is it just like, you're free to leave? What happens I after think that? This is, a, a, this is an office killer situation, like where she's going to kill them and keep them in her basement to come hang out with them. I guess, but I don't know. Well, even, okay, like even with the uh, the way that she kills Ben, with the, which, you know, she should have got it right, man. We should have learned from Danzig. It's not dog's blood, it's wolf's blood. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> That's what you need. The dog's blood doesn't do it. You need wolf's blood. She puts blood. The, the dog blood in him and then just slashes his wrist. Yeah, well, I think maybe the the thinking there was that the dog blood will probably hurt him a lot, but it might not kill him. But she waited like 10 seconds and then just killed him anyway. So why even do it? (laughs) I don't know. I guess just for the theatrics, honestly. Like, just to let him know. Like, she's. it seems she's been thinking about her, her revenge on him for 30 years, so... Like, she, she really wanted the theatrics, but then also wanted to make sure he did die. I guess. But I don't know. Like, stuff like that is, I'm just like, what What was the plan? <laughs> I wish she had laid it out. Like, at the end. Like, somebody had just been like, oh, what's your plan? She would have been like, my plan? And then, like, you know, some major global domination 
plan. <laughs> I needed a Kevin McAllister map here, is what I'm saying. That would have been nice, yeah. <laughs> I needed the McAllister map to really point this thing home to me, because I just couldn't really figure out, like, <laughs> okay, so is this how you're getting revenge on the people that were mean yeah. to you at high school? You're going to sew one of their daughter's mouth shut? But that's yeah. not permanent lasting damage. You didn't kill her. You also didn't, you know, harm her yeah. parents, who were the ones that I actually think- did bad stuff to her. I think it doesn't stand up to too much, um, too much like pressure. Like the moment you start questioning much of it, it starts falling apart. But first time I watched the movie, I enjoyed it. I feel that man. And, yeah. and I'll say too another thing about this that did kind of bug me. And her as a veterinarian should have known better. She's got all the kids locked up downstairs with like those, those like choke collars around them. You know, like the prong collars for walking your dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those things have a yeah. horrible reputation because people think it'll fucking hurt your dog and stuff. They don't. They're great training implements. You don't leave them on your dog 24-7, duh. Uh, okay. Those prong collars and stuff will not make those kind of marks appear on your neck, especially they were wearing them like really loose oh, and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. They See won't poke your... Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they no, have like abrasions and stuff do. on their throats, and it's like there's no way yeah. that would happen. They're super dull, just blunt prongs. They're used to put pressure against the dog's neck if they pull on a collar. They don't hurt an animal. I've seen people get freaked out about them because we walk our dog with one, and they're like, what are you doing to your dog? Is it hurting her? And it's like, no, absolutely not. After you're done walking him, you take it off. Yeah, it's, it keeps it, her from they get, running off. Exactly. She's a very a large name. dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those things get a bad name. I didn't like seeing them put in here, too, because especially her as a vet would know, yeah, that actually doesn't work. Right, yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, so, I guess if, yeah, if we're down to, like, uh, final thoughts on this, for me, it's, I mean, it, it, I think the original purpose was to show how awesome Octavia Spencer is. And it, it did. It, it. it succeeds in that. Uh, I think, in general, it's well shot. It looks good, well acted. Uh, they, they obviously were able to put together a a film that on first watching like without really thinking too much about it i i do think this is a a good like go to the movies type of movie uh but once you start pushing once you start you know looking at the the blurry edges and and really seeing where it falls apart don't tug uh, on the threads of this movie. Yeah, it, it's it's not great, but it's also not bad. Uh, it it just is inconsistent, and the you know pacing issues are a problem. Uh, it it's for what it is enjoyable, but don't think about it too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if I if I were to put a number to this, I'd say uh, this is this is you know. Uh, kind of middle of the road for me. I'm gonna say this, it's about a five. I think that's pretty fair, and I think yeah. that that what you said is is very valid there. Where it's like it totally is just a vehicle to showcase Octavia Spencer. I would love to see her in more starring roles. I'd love to see her oh, yeah. in more horror roles too. I mean, she mm. pulls off a lot of stuff in this movie yeah. that I think that on paper would have been like, oh no, that's fucking cheesy. Take that out. Like even exactly. that scene where she's like, I think she's cutting out the photos and stuff, and she's kind of singing that song to herself. Uh huh. That's the kind of thing that I usually gripe about, and I'm like, oh, man, it's so fucking cheesy when that character is singing that cute little song to themselves while doing something twisted. 
but she actually pulls it off and it is she does good she pulls off a lot of moments that were could have been iffy the gun pulling moment could have been really bad without somebody just committed to pulling it off oh yeah yeah I, i completely agree with that uh did you notice the soundtrack i didn't really Exactly. The, the, the <laughs> original soundtrack is pretty fucking half-assed. It's like yeah. two or three different, very short, very not memorable, like 80s synthesizer parts. Huh. They're wow, not fleshed yeah, that out didn't at really all. stand out at all. Exactly. It's really just not even there. There's a bunch of licensed music in it. That's about it. Pacing to me is just really off, where it just feels like there's no forward momentum, I think is the best yeah. way I can kind of... Yeah. Uh, describe it. It's kind of like where the characters start, they just kind of stay there. Yeah. I never feel like characters are, are really growing in any way or that we're learning more about them uh, other than, again, you know, the reveal about Ma's traumatic in- uh, incident and stuff like that. Uh, I don't feel like the stakes ever get raised. I don't feel like shit gets crazy no. or anything like that. It just kind of like cruises at about 40 miles per hour about the yeah. whole movie yeah know? that's true it gets you from point a to point b without ever getting uh too exciting yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like i said I, my favorite things about it are definitely obviously like tavia spencer and the fact that it explores um like we talked about that subject of old people that hang out with young people to be cool again or whatever uh, yeah which is sad and definitely a thing and something that isn't really represented in movies very much I think that a lot of the dialogue from the kids is just super forgettable and doesn't tell me anything about their characters. Right. And a lot of it just seems very like first draft kind of dialogue to me. Almost kind of like that, what we talked about at Twilight, where they were just like, is this just placeholder dialogue? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then here he'll say something like this. And then yeah. they get to the day and they're like, oh, we never figured out what he would say. Yeah, uh, just so say that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so there's that part where he's with, you know, the dude is with Maggie, and he's like, and put a lot of ketchup on it. Like, <laughs> talking about oh, getting some fries yeah. or something. It's like, why is that here? No, they is were this? talking about egg rolls. Yeah. He wants like, a lot what? of ketchup on his egg rolls. That shows who the true psycho in this movie is, dude. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I like ketchup. <laughs> I, I don't understand the ketchup hate, but, like, putting ketchup on everything, egg rolls... Oh, there's well, always why? that fucking person, dude. There's always that person at every table. Yeah, that's just like, ketchup on everything. Give me a well-done <laughs> steak and toss ketchup on it. <laughs> Vote for me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Ugh. I forgot that was a real thing yeah. about him. <laughs> Jesus. That was a thing I, I, like, that is a complaint I've had since I started serving tables, like, in 2001 or whatever. Like... Uh, it was just like always like oh yeah the worst customers you ever have are gonna order a well done steak and eat it with ketchup yeah and then and then and now it's our president anyway go ahead <laughs> <laughs> again those are just facts that's not getting political just facts. those yeah, are we're not getting political he does eat well done steak with ketchup and those people are psychopaths that we is, that is true that. that is absolutely true <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. It's not one of those movies that I'm going to like rush to watch anytime again unless somebody's yeah. just like show me the greatest movie Octavia Spencer has been in where she just kicks ass in a role. I'd be like, "Okay, it's probably this one." Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, cuz she's always she's always in the, you know, the sidekicks or roles or whatever. This is the first time where she got to really really kick ass. So, yeah, I'd say so. 
Yeah. So I think for me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit lower than you. I think this is a little less in the middle of the road. I'm gonna say like a four for me. Yeah. That's but on fair. the bright side, it's streaming for free right now. If you got like Hulu and yeah, stuff, so. it's true. Yeah, it's uh, it was it's on the HBO, I believe, on Hulu, I think or so. is it just on Hulu? I can't One remember. One or the other. I can't remember, I, man. It, it's there though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, not all that bad, but just not all that great or memorable to me. Which I don't know if that's going to be the case with our movie next week on the show. <laughs> I hope that it's memorably horrible. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it's like when something's so middle of the road that it's not amazing enough to be memorable or horrible yeah. enough to be memorable that's the biggest offense for me it is it is yeah and i hope I, that the movie that we're doing next week on the show is memorably fucking it, shitty don't you worry i can almost guarantee that final destination 2 will reach <laughs> your shitty level just exactly as you want it final destination 2 I have said this before about it it had the opening scene of final destination 2 is a nightmare of mine and okay. Final Destination to put it in my head. So, wow. At the very least, it does have that going for it. Okay, right on, man. And if yeah. you've not listened to our original Final Destination episode that we did a long time ago, oh, it's yeah. a blast because <laughs> it's just me reveling in 90s nostalgia and Steven just hate, hate fucking the shit out of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited to get back to the Final Destination series. Yeah. That's streaming for free right now, too. Yeah, right? it's on Netflix. Okay, so everybody tune in for that one. Buckle up, because that's going to be a, uh, a fun, probably uh -huh. very stupid episode. I in the imagine. meantime, you guys can follow us on social media. At Dead Lovely Pod on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, we're facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely. And on uh, the thing, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dead thing. and lovely. Yeah, head on over there. Uh, Final Destination 2 is a Patreon submission. We oh. normally do every month we do a random drawing from Patreon submissions. But uh, this uh, this movie, I just figured like I, I needed extra time to finish my first episode of my podcast. And there's no way Final Destination 2 is going to take a lot of research. And every time <laughs> I think that, it ends up being the most research-intensive movie. So right. that should be fun. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys be sure to sign up for that Patreon and help support the show and stuff like that. We definitely appreciate it. And also go on iTunes, rate and review the show. Hell, it's not even Hell iTunes yeah. anymore. Fuck me. It's like Apple Podcast, I guess is what yeah. it is now, right? Right. That seems to be the only place where you can still leave reviews for podcasts and help yeah. them show up in search engines and stuff. So if you want to help the show out, without uh, even spending a dime just go on apple Podcasts, rate and review the show wherever you can and at the end of your review leave a question that you would like to get answered on a future faq portion of preview palace we did one a couple weeks ago it was a lot of fun you guys have some good questions and shit so be sure to put that stuff up on your review and we will answer it on a later episode you know there are some good places to leave reviews ben and yeah. i just i just realized this your social media. Let people know you love the Dead and Lovely podcast by recommending it to them on That's social true. media. That's yeah, how we've gotten so many of our listeners. They, they've they gotten a recommendation from somebody or heard a good Seen thing a from somebody they know. So just head out there. Let them know. Dead and Lovely, best horror movie podcast out there. Share it up, y'all. Share it up. I hope everybody out there is staying happy and healthy and staying the fuck home. Don't listen to your politicians. They're full of shit. <laughs> They really are. <laughs> yep. So please keep staying healthy and at home as much as you can. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will catch you guys next week. 
You guys have been fantastic. We've been dead and lovely. See you later now. really though could you imagine the absolute trauma that would happen if you just went to a nice chinese takeout you sit down you order yourself a meal right the drumstick comes out you have a bite and your brain stops ticking just stops all of a sudden that would be so humiliating Man. uh i think it would take me at least a week to get over that i'm pretty sure that it would <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>